Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in. It's Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. What you just saw is our new intro. The music is, uh, I'm taking I'm around with a few uh, few music tracks here, but that's track number one. So over our next few episodes, um, part of your feedback as listeners and viewers is to give us uh, a chance to see which options you like, which music tracks you think fit best. But joining me on this journey on this magical journey of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. It is Israel Troop, man. What's up? What's up, man? Man, I just saw the intro, man. Um, I'm glad you're the brains behind the uh, creative <laughs> uh, that we got going on because I'm not. So you guys, all the credit goes to Cora with that beautiful intro you guys just saw. Well, I appreciate that, Israel. But uh, this episode, we're going to lean heavily on you because uh, the subject matter, uh, it, it, it is the Bobo era. Before we before we dive in uh, feet first or head first, really, uh, mm-hmm. we are presented by betonline.ag. Uh, the Super Bowl might be over, but there's plenty of stuff to bet on. If you, if you like that kind of thing, if you like to bet on the NBA, uh, if you want to take the challenge and bet on college basketball, you can Go right ahead. Baseball's coming up soon. College baseball starts tomorrow. Uh, I, I have no clue how to bet on that, but Georgia takes on Jacksonville State. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that with what with what time we have left after after discussing uh, Coach Bobo. But on Bet Online, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline is where the game starts. So uh, some news that we got. We we recorded Monday night, and then on Tuesday, I get a text from uh, my man Israel here saying, hey, uh, I just jinxed it last night. I did. I, I want to, Dog Nation, I apologize. You know, I was really excited, um, especially with the news coming in, Super Bowl's over. You know, no new news had hit um, just yet, but, you know, they had a couple of coaching hires, head coaching hires, and then all of a sudden, about, I think it was about 11 o'clock, I see, Todd Munkin accepts the office coordinator job at Baltimore. And I was like, dang it. I knew I jinxed it last night. <laughs> yeah, it happens, man. Um, it, it definitely, it, it, all the dust, I guess, had to settle. Uh, Baltimore had to figure out which dominoes were falling. Um, you know, you know, you had Gannon going to Arizona and, and uh, the other guy, I can't remember his name, going to, the Indianapolis Colts and then Todd Munkin to Baltimore. And then Eric B looks like he's on the move. Not to, not to be the uh, believe in commanders podcast. There is a believe in commanders podcast. So if you are, if you tuned in here, hoping to hear about Eric B uh, you probably hit the wrong place and you should go to believe in commanders uh, podcast right here on this very network. I'm sure they're discussing 
uh, his interview process right now. What I want to discuss with you, Israel, is Mike Bobo. Mm-hmm. Monken's out. He'll be he'll do great for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that's that's not to be understated. Uh, Lamar should be excited uh, and, and want to re-sign with Baltimore. So uh, he'll do some great things there. Not really worried about the Ravens. Uh, I don't know if we have a Ravens podcast here, but if we do, that's where you would go to get your Todd Munkin breakdown. Maybe one of us will be on there to discuss what Todd Munkin's going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. However, you played for Coach Bobo. You know what he brings to the table. So it's going to be a combination. To me, it's going to be a combination of that plus what he's learned over the last year under Todd Munkin. He was responsible for the red zone offense. I see a lot of feedback saying we're screwed. Oh, three Pete's not on. We're going back to the same old, same old. It's, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. And then every once in a while, you'll see a comment sprinkled in going, guys, I'm excited about this. Hey, we got Kirby. It doesn't matter. Uh, all of that good stuff. I'm in the mind, at least if you look at the dog vent and, and read some of the dog Twitter, um, I'm in the, I'm in the minority that believes that we'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. under Mike Bobo. And I'm sure you have played under him. You know exactly what he brings to the table. So I'm, so I'm, I'm sure you're confident as well. Am I right? Yes. Uh, first of all, you know, shout out to Coach Malkin. You know, he's done a phenomenal job um, with our offense. Um, you know, if they can, if they can resign Lamar, um, he can kind of do, you know, what he did at Georgia, especially with, you know, um, using 12 personnel, 21 personnel the way he did at Georgia because they do have really great tight ends. Um, you get Rashad Bateman back. Tiffin, shout out to my boy Rashad Bateman. Um, get him back from his injury. Um, Baltimore's going to be really good. You know, he's a very creative mind, um, especially with an athletic quarterback. So, Todd Monk, congratulations to you. Sad to see you go. Um, but Coach Bobo, welcome back. Um, you've been there. I mean, he's been in the offensive room what, the whole year. Um, you know, and here, here's the deal. You know, all the hate with Coach Bobo, this, that, and the third. You have to understand when he was off as coordinator, it was a different era. Um, we were still in the uh, power eye era of football. Um, you know, but as the years got on, especially in um, 11 and 12, um, we played back-to-back SEC championship games. Um, you start to see us get away from that for a wide. Um, a lot more vertical shots, things like that. Uh, a little bit more creative. Um, as the season going on and the year after that, you know, for him to do the things that he's done with Hudson Mason, um, as those same ventures um, said that we would never succeed with Hudson Mason um, at quarterback. Um, you know, it's one of those deals to where I don't listen to people who don't do what I did. You know, I don't listen to people who can't come in here and, you know, tell me what coverage this is or tell me what blitz is coming. Um, tell me about the personnel that I have. Tell me about the defense personnel of the other team. Um, so your opinion doesn't matter. You know, everybody right. has an opinion. Opinions yeah. are like buttholes. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got one. <laughs> everybody's got one. Yeah. And they stink most of the time. Um, but you know, for everybody to be upset about, you know, Coach Bobo coming back, I mean, I'm trying to understand where all the hate comes from. Um, let's think about this. Okay, I was talking to, you know, fellow coach today. Um Bobo averaged around thirty-two points a game. Um, pretty much, you know, the one year I think they averaged like 41. I think that was in 12, I believe. I think that was in 12, yeah. Um, Darren Murray. But how many points did they give up? They gave up a ton of points. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about that. So, 
when you look at the grand scheme of things, if you're scoring 35 points a game, you as an offensive coordinator such as myself, if I score 35 points, I should be able to win a football game, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're given if you're scoring 35 a game, your defense is giving up 36 a game, what tends to happen? You're going to lose those ball games. So at the end of the day, you know, I have, you know, complete faith in Coach Bobo. Uh, he's been there, um, you know, between him, uh, Todd Munkin, you know, Buster Faulkner. Um, you know, you got three great offensive minds in there. You know, you still got, you know, Coach McClendon's coming back, Stacey Searles, who was there with Bobo when he was there. Um, you know, uh, uh, got Todd that's still there with him, you know, coaching up tight ends. Um, you know, you have a, a very good staff on that side of football. No. So for the hate to come through that it's, that it's been, you know, we've won two nice championships. I mean, we're, 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 we're pretty much in the, in the dynasty era of football right now. So you have an elite defense, you have an elite offense, you've got way more firepower than we've ever had at Georgia in the era of Rick pass. You know, we had Tim Jennings in that group that left DJ Shockley. You know, so now you just got you got firepower, firepower guys coming in. Um, you're scoring points left and right. So I'm pretty sure if I had to guess. There was a reason why Bobo was brought in in the first place, not because he's an alum, not because him and Kirby are homeboys, but there was a plan. Okay, there was a plan because Munkin, they knew Munkin was thinking about leaving. As soon as they hired Munkin, they knew it was a it was a three year clock. So it, it was, it was, it was, it was almost guaranteed. And given the way it's played out, I believe it. Yes. So well, what do you do? You bring in an experienced coordinator, you know, you bring in a coordinator who has SEC experience and you got to think. So people want to talk about his last stops at Colorado state. When is the last time Colorado state's been good at football? They were good that one year under McIlwain. Okay. One year. All right. Now let's look at when he left and went to South Carolina, when that whole debacle went down. How many athletes did South Carolina have during that time? Oh, boy. It was, uh, they had a graduate assistant and quarterback, I can tell you that much. Okay. Now, let's move on to Auburn. What happened during that time? Uh, they had zero, they had, they couldn't recruit offensive linemen. They were transitioning from Gus Mouse on to Brian Harson, and it ended up being Brian Harson was a nightmare to work for, and it was a toxic mm-hmm. environment. He had tanks, big, he had tank Bigsby, and you saw spurts of good offensive play, but it was relative a mess because I, to me, I, I think an offensive coach trying to hire a seasoned offensive coordinator probably doesn't work. That's why I never worked with Gus. He like all of his all of his offense coordinators got scapegoated. Look yes. at Kenny Dillingham. Look at Rhett Lashley. Rhett Lashley's now a head coach. Mm-hmm. Kenny Dillingham is now a head coach. Mm-hmm. So the trend goes, okay, you bring in a seasoned guy to come in and run your offense, Mm -hmm. and you just don't have the guys for that seasoned coach to do anything with. That seems to be the trend. The difference in Georgia right now is we have the guys that can come in that are already there and that can Mm -hmm. come in and keep this boat sailing. There's no doubt in my mind, and you can take this to the bank, that Kirby Smart has a playbook in his hand, okay? All right, that Todd Munkin has come up with for the last two years of what's it going to take for us to, one, get the ball to our weapons, things like that. Same thing Nick Saban has when Lane Kiffin left. This is our playbook, okay? This is what you're going to run. No matter what, this is what you're going to do. 
Now you can mm-hmm. window dress it. You can make it look pretty. You can call it whatever you want to, but this is the, you can tighten some nuts and bolts, but for the most part, you're not changing this, the body. Yes. Yeah. If you look at Steve Sarkeesian, when he took over, it's the same offense Lane Kiffin ran when he was there. Sark just put his little touches on it. Okay. Same thing that's going to happen in Georgia right now. So you're not going to just go away from what you are, what you were doing that has got now bought you two national championships. You're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, Bobo's been in that room for a year. Bobo's very smart. Bobo's the reason why I'm coaching right now between him and Coach Rick as far as offensive minds. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's no doubt in my mind that Bobo can be successful. Okay, he has the staff. He has the personnel that's, that are around him that's going to help him be successful. So Georgia fans have gotten spoiled. You know, and what happens when you get spoiled? You don't like change. Well, yeah. guess what? Tide's changing right now, and either you can get on the bus or you can get off. It's and it, oh yeah, it's very simple. And and also, a lot of fans don't understand that when you win and when you're successful, coaches leave. Coaches leave. They get they get promoted. Uh, most of the time, they get promoted. Rarely do they get fired. Mm-mm. You know, and, and in some cases, they do get fired. But in this situation, a bunch of guys get promoted. Look at the Eagles. Their two guys got promoted. They became both of them became head coaches. It's okay. You have guys in the pipeline, and I think Kirby when. When he when he had this plan, I think Buster. When he had the plan with Buster, he was gonna he was gonna bring Buster along, mm-hmm. and then he brought Mike. Then he brought Bobo in. Bobo was a he was his health was was shot, and he just mm-hmm. needed a uh, a year where he wasn't out on the road recruiting and and putting in the rigors of an on field coach. And he, want, and he needed to come home. I mean, and he, and he needed to come home. Yeah, and so you get him to mentor Buster. And you were thinking, okay, if if, if Munchen ever leaves, we're just going to elevate these guys and kind of have them work in tandem. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what that tandem looks like now that Buster's down at down at Georgia Tech, um, but you've got to believe that when he backfills that analyst role, he's going to get some somebody that's in line to become a Power Five mm-hmm. coordinator. He might go to the FCS ranks, grab a head coach. He might he might look at some of the the the, the lower schools, try to figure out somebody that's like minded to what to what we do at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Bring him in as an analyst, let him learn, so that when Bobo in three four years, it, you know if his health holds up, which that's my that's my chief concern, his health. Mm-hmm. It, is he going to be able to hold up now that he's in the rigors of of this uh, coordinator life? Mm-hmm. That is my main concern, but he's. But you better believe that it's either going to be somebody at the analyst role, and or you know Brian McClendon might be next in line because he's mm-hmm. called plays before. So you have to think that's the case, or maybe Todd Hartley or Del McGee get gets their shot if 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 uh, if Coach Bobo moves on. But there's a plan in place. It's not just oh hey we used to get beers together uh, in downtown Athens. We're in the same right. fraternity. Um, yeah, yeah, come on, let's get the band back together. Heck yeah. No, if you don't think Kirby has been very meticulous about how he's made these hires, mm-hmm. it's worked on the defensive side of the ball. Him and Will Muschamp are buddies. It's worked over there. Let's think about when we lost our D.C. to Oregon. You know, there's a reason why Muschamp is at Georgia. Muschamp could have gone anywhere in the world. LSU was looking. He had offers. LSU he had some, some offers. I mean, Auburn needed some help. I mean, yeah. All these Texas A&M needed some help because that's where I thought he was going. He thought he was going to go to Texas A&M. But who he chose? I think he, he took one look at College Station and said no. <laughs> he chose to come to Georgia. And yeah. what happens? 
we lose our we lose Coach Lanning to Oregon. You know, Coach Schumann's already there. And what do you do? You pair him with a an experienced defensive coordinator and a like-minded defensive guy in Kirby Smart. And you can say what you want to. I know people don't want to hear this, but there's a reason why Nick Saban is so successful. Look what he's done. He has when Kirby left, who came in? Pruitt. Pruitt came in. Now who's there now? Kevin Steele. There's a reason. There's a rhyme and a reason for these things to happen. There's a rhyme and a reason why these people are taking these analyst jobs. Why? Because they sit, they learn, they do what they're supposed to do, and you reap the benefits afterwards. Exactly. And that's why people go to the Saban School of Coaching, and that's why Kirby Smart Institute of College Football Coaching is gaining steam because you get to take the – because college football – College football is a grind, man. It'll burn you out very, very quick. And, and guys need refreshers. That's why guys move around a lot. They're mercenaries. That's why guys – it's why they don't last. That's why a lot of people try to jump to the NFL because one of the best jobs in football is to be a position coach in the NFL because, A, you get paid well, and, B, the the quality of life is yeah. a lot better because you, you, don't have to you don't have to recruit anybody. You have people yeah. in the office that do that for you. I mean, you don't have to go and see anybody, really. You know, you're really just watching tape and, you know, you practice on Tuesday, you're off Monday, you practice on Tuesday. I mean, guys pretty much monitor themselves. There's no academic stuff you have to look over. I mean, there's a lot of things in the NFL that is, is great, you know, and I'm not mad at Munkin for leaving because, you know, he wasn't a social butterfly. You know, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine Coach Munkin coming down to Ware County to talk to, you know, one of our players. You know, he's no, a football coach. No. He, he, he's he's, a he's football. an NFL guy. He's an NFL guy. He prepared his image, did a great job doing it, got us two national championships, and here we are. We got Coach Bobo. Coach Bobo, a lot of like again, I hate that a lot of people are like, Yeah, Coach Bobo, it's the same old we're gonna run sprint draw and third long and you know, like they love to they love to throw the sprint draw at him. And they love to hold that one series against South Carolina on the road against him. We also gave up, what, 39 points that game? Something like that? Yeah. Um, you talk about the we had a first and goal in the four and should have gave it to Gurley, and instead we threw uh, on first down, threw on second down, got intentional grounding, and got out of, like, we're able to run the ball range and I think took a sack and missed a field goal, something like that. I think that's how that yeah. series played out. Like, they, people love to pull that against him. I, I, mean, I don't give up. I don't remember. I think it was 2012, right? I'm gonna look that up. Look that up, because so so <laughs> go off on go off on a rant real quick. Yeah, because I mean, you still have to understand something. I mean, it's offense and defense, all right. Um, with a little bit of special teams bringing in there, but during that time, I mean, we were giving up lots of points. I mean, you know, uh, one of my my favorite players, my my main man, Sean uh, Williams, came out. I mean, he was like they're playing like I'm not gonna say we said, but you know, and then we rattled off a couple, and we ended so. Up so two thousand twelve was uh, thirty five to seven. Us right? Oh no! Yeah, we got blown out over there. Yeah, yeah. And that happens at South Carolina. There, I mean, yeah, it's a tough place to. That's, that's a tough place that to was still during the Spurrier era, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I mean, it happens over there in South Carolina sometimes. Let's see. Let's see if the. Uh, we also turn the ball over a lot. That game too, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, we did. 
Uh, I think they – and they just jumped out 21 nothing in the first quarter. I mean, they scored Ooh. the first three times they touched it. They, I remember that game just being exceptionally bad for a lot of reasons. Um, we just didn't have it that night. And guess what? I, I, I want I want people to understand this is going to blow a lot of minds, right? This is this – is, people are going to just leave going, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Israel, I, I don't know if you'll ever admit this. Mm-hmm. But offensive coordinators have bad games occasionally. Oh my god! You, you did you know that the other team is allowed to recruit? Yeah, the other team has a game plan as well. You know, sometimes there's just a little bit better than yours. Sometimes they're gonna get you. It happens, and as sometimes I, I I tend to get upset, and I get I I get to I get in my negative Nancy ways, but. Um, at the end of the day, when I've when I've calmed down from the uh, emotional high that the game brings uh, to the mm-hmm. table, I I realize, okay, they got us. <laughs> they just they just played a hell of a game, man, and like we just couldn't execute, yeah. or we couldn't stop a nosebleed, or yeah. you know, this fumble led to this run. And I mean, there's, there's been plenty of times where I'm in the game and I'm like, just please let this clock keep running, please. Mm-hmm. Just like coach, don't call a timeout, don't stop it, nobody run out of bounds, just. Just let it keep going. And then some nights offensively, you still win the football game, but you just didn't perform offensively. You know, it's just yeah. one of those deals. Second round of playoffs for us. I mean, we play like doo-doo offensively, you know. And what wins cool. a win's a win. If it wasn't for our defense, I mean, you know, a ugly win is better than a, than a loss any day of the week. Yeah, let's get that W, man, however you get it. I know in 2014, it was a 13-7 to 7 uh, at South Carolina, just yeah, I really don't understand what the, what all the hate is about. It's just at all. It just feels like it's going back to the same thing, which I I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> People just need to realize that hey, it's a different era. Well, it seems under- like my man is having some some internet issues over there. Oh yeah. All right. Welcome back. Are you on your phone? Yeah, I have to had to get on my phone. I don't know what happened here. Your computer just had enough, I guess. So everything went kaput. <laughs> well, all right, man. Back from technology, the abyss of technology. Back on his phone uh, after a short break. It is Israel Troop. Welcome back, my man. Um, I was over here talking like. You had left, so I was like, "I guess my man. I guess the storm came a little early for Corey over there." <laughs> um, and I could hear you loud and clear. I could hear you playing his day, and I was like, eh? "And then all of a sudden, you dropped." Yeah, and then it just went kaput. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Thanks a lot, technology. It's it's technology is not your friend. So, um, but yeah, so Mike Bobo, uh, you know, let's just put a bow on this, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about baseball, but. Um, you know, I, I think fans should understand that he's going to bring toughness. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring discipline, and 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 the guys are going to love to play for him. They're going to be fired up at all times, and he's going to have great attention to detail. And he's going to have Kirby's trust. I mean, he's probably one of the few people on this staff that can tell Kirby what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And you see it. You saw it in the championship game. You know, and in games all season. You know, you know um, he's been a head coach. Um, him and Kirby have been, you know, pals for forever. You know, they're um, from the same area pretty much, you know, down here in South Georgia. So, you know, that relationship is huge, um, you know, so 
if he's going to give anybody the keys to this Cadillac that that's still rolling right now, it's going to be, it was going to be Bobo, you know, that, that group that he has with him right now, you know, there's a reason why they're all there. You know, there's a reason why he has, you know, a lot of Georgia alumni coming back. Um, it's because he trusts them, you know? So, um, in order to keep this thing going, you know, you got to have somebody, you know, that you trust and, and Bobo, I trust, you know, there, there's no way that this thing, you know, regresses, um, especially with the amount of talent that we have, the amount of talent that we got coming in. So all you got to do is, you know, keep it rolling. I mean, it's real simple. Just, just keep it rolling. Um, do what we've been doing. Bowers is coming back. Um, we got some weapons out wide. Now we just got to figure out who the quarterback's going to be really. You know, um, the line is always like playing musical chairs and finding the right set. But, you know, between him and Searles, I'm pretty sure, you know, that'll get taken care of. Yeah. And, and now that now that the offensive coordinator thing is settled. Yes. And all the offensive players who play for Bubba are really excited. So mm-hmm. pretty, especially Stockton, it was bad as yeah. claimed that it is, you know, mm-hmm. then none of us would be excited to have him as offensive coordinator. No. And it, it, the opposite is very much true. Everyone's totally excited, especially Gunnar Stockton. This has got to be stock up for him. We'll get into the quarterback race on a different episode because we can really, now now that we know kind of what we can say, okay, well, Bobo Bobo's spin on the offense is going to benefit which quarterback. That's a later episode. But let's get it. It's opening days tomorrow. Aren't you excited about that? And I'm not talking about middle school baseball here. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. And I am. I'm excited to see what, what we got this season. Um, we know how last season season ended. You know, we started out hot, you know, and then injury bug hit us. So I'm interested to see, you know, the longevity of our team. You know, can we sustain, you know, for a whole yeah. season and, and make a run at this thing? I'm not saying win a championship, although that's the end goal for anybody. I want to see yeah. us compete. You know, I want to see us compete against the Tennessees, um, the Vandys, you know, the Arkansas, the Texas A&Ms of the world, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that's what LSU, LSU is the team everybody's looking up to this year. South Carolina, you know, they're loaded. Compete against you know the top notch teams of the SEC, yeah. um, especially with Texas and Oklahoma coming in next yeah. year. Got to compete. You got to stay healthy. So can we can we keep this longevity going? You know, and you know just play competitive football. Can we hit and run? Can we play a little bit of small ball, not look for the long ball? Um, can we throw strikes? It's all look for. It's real mm-hmm. simple. Baseball's real throw strikes. We already play good defense. You know, we didn't really yeah. make a lot. Um, can we throw strikes and can we hit the ball, put the ball in play when we need to and score runs? That's that's exactly what it is. Now, I learned something about college baseball last night because, uh, you know, Steve is um, an Ole Miss guy and Ole Miss was national champions. Um, we were talking a little bit about baseball and, and talking about, you know, who the ace was going to be. And I told him that the ace has to be left-hander Jaden Woods. And I said, he's going to start in the most important spot in the rotation. And I learned that the most important spot in the rotation is actually the Friday starter, mm-hmm. which is kind of counterintuitive. I, I never knew how college baseball rotations worked um, because, you know, in major leagues, you just, you know, you're the number one guy and you, you pitch right. every fifth day and uh, you're probably going to get, you know, and if it ever skips, it always goes back to number one uh, if you got some injuries. So number one guy always gets a few more starts than everybody else. Jaden Woods is the Friday starter, at least as of now, barring injury. Uh, he will be going uh, Liam Sullivan. So going lefty-lefty uh, Friday and Saturday. Liam Sullivan, four and three last year with a 4.62 ERA, which is kind of like a two-point-something ERA in major leagues because, you know, the ping, ping, you know, that that adds some things, and then Sunday Blake Gillespie, right-hander, uh, coming out of high school, 
freshman uh, going up against Eli Zelensky um, on on Sunday with Jacksonville State. So to me, that's you know, other than what I don't know about Blake Gillespie, I, I think Woods and Sullivan are going to provide a great one-two punch at the at the uh, beginning half of these uh, series. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, know, you guys just go up, just go out there and throw strikes. I mean, I don't know what the weather's going to be in Athens. I know it's it's rain. They got a little storm coming in through right now, um, up that way. So you know, weather if the weather's nice, you know, let that thing ride, man. Um, mm-hmm. Have fun. Obviously, we haven't heard any any injury reports, which is the first in a very long time. You know, going into going into a uh, season start. Um, home opener. I'm pretty sure people are excited um, to watch the dogs. Um, you know, just be competitive, man. Um, you know that first, this first series is going to tell us a lot about this this baseball team. Yeah. Uh, you know who is going to. You know who can we one who's who are the starters? Obviously, we have three already. You know that are going out, going to get first pitch. Um, but who who are the backups? You know who's coming off the bench? Who's coming in relief? You know who the closer is? Yeah. And can we protect those guys? You know, is is what I'm looking to see. You know, I'm, I'm really simple when it comes to baseball. I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot to win a baseball game. You know, you hit, play defense, and don't walk anybody. And touch that dish uh, every every half inning that you're at the plate. Get around the bases, touch the dish. There you go. <laughs> I think you're having a hard time following my following my uh, analogy there, but I got you. <laughs> you got me now. Okay, so I uh, got a few, you know, got a few transfers in, and we hit the transfer portal portal really hard. Two grad transfer pitchers, Kyle Greenler from Elon and Dalton Radens from Wofford. Uh, those guys are going to look to uh, compete. They were both closers at their respective. Uh, institutions and they're going to look to come uh, and and battle for that back end of the rota- of the uh, bullpen. Uh, we have William David and Mason Laplante transferring into the infield. Uh, David from Sanford and Laplante from Yale. Uh, we also have um, we also have a uh, regular transfer pitcher Zach Zach Devito from Tulane. Uh, so you have three guys right there looking to fill the back end of that bullpen, and Sebastian Murillo from Long Beach State. So uh, Charlie Condon also um, is uh, is somebody to uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, then of course you have Nolan Crisp, uh, Colin Caldwell, Will Pearson, uh, Jarvis Evans um, looking to fill that bullpen role, and then um, of course you know Cole Wagner and. So you got some guys. Uh, you got some guys. Parks Harbor, I think um, he's uh, he was he hit three hundred seven last season with thirteen dingers. Uh, he's coming back as a junior. Charlie Condon, I, I mentioned earlier, playing first base, so Parks Harbor can play one of the corner spot, spots, and then Charlie Condon will likely play first base and some outfield. So you're going to get some pop in this lineup. You're going to get some guys that can hopefully just drive it to the gaps and uh, just get on base and, and, and score, man. So I'm excited. Absolutely, man. But, you know, the fundamental part of baseball, you know, yeah. but getting people, you know, in scoring position, you know, just putting ball in play, a little simple stuff like that that people, you know, don't realize um, is the most important about baseball. You know, if you watch these teams like the old misses and especially old miss in Tennessee, they really, they do a really good job of hitting and running, uh, make you, you know, defend the whole field, as we say in football, um, you know, making sure that your butt coverage is correct, you know, because they're going to butt, they're going to hit and run. They're going to steal, you know, making plays out of nothing. You know, hopefully Georgia, you know, you know, did some scouting, 
you know, and, and figured out a way, hey, we got to score some runs. Now you got to manufacture some runs every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, uh, Israel, as fun as this was, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here, man. So, um, hopefully, hopefully, you're able to see the Georgia Jacksonville State series on uh, television. I think it's gonna be on SEC Plus if you have that kind of thing. Uh, for those of you uh, early on that are whining and complaining and fearing that Georgia is gonna go back into the uh, realm of ir- of irrelevancy under Mike Bobo. Um, there's another team you can root for uh, that's irrelevant. There's plenty of those um, in the ACC and the Pac-12 that you can go root for. Uh, go root for the Baltimore Ravens if, if you're really that much in love with Todd Munkin. Um, I, hey, I, I hope he does well there. I think he will, um, especially if Lamar Jackson is able to re-sign. So, Let's uh, not get the hated Todd Munkin a couple times too now. It, they want to fire every offense coordinator. Let's just be honest about that. So we hope that you find some solace and we hope that you're confident that the three peat is still on. Cause I, and, and I, it's on until it's not on Yep, in my mind. Now there's going to be some tough games down the stretch. We're trying to break a new quarterback, which we'll talk about in later episodes. So with that being said, we're going to, like I said, we're going to jump out of here and we're going to, we're going to save that stuff for, for later episodes. So, um, we thank you for watching. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you back here next week for another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast presented by betonline.ag. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.